0: Hello my friends. Nice to see you on this bright morning.
1: <laughs> Hello Tim. Good
0: morning TK. It's um it's actually raining at the moment which is really nice looking out the window. Um isn't it? Just cleansing. <laughs> Yeah, you two are really easy to just pull along. It's like passengers, guys. (laughs) If you ever start a podcast as a side note, just watch the passengers you put in the bus with you. Now, I'd like to talk about something if that's okay because there'd be no podcast if we weren't talking about something.
1: Go for it, Tim.
0: Please do. Thank you. Oh, you two are going to be useless this show. Why don't you just (laughs) sit in the corner and drink or something? Right. Um, A lot of people are moving. uh, Innovation equals I'm moving online. It makes sense, Okay. I am got. I can't service my clients because there's a whole lot of isolation globally. So what I'm going to do is I'm now going to start an online offering. I want to talk about the stupidity of online offering when you've never done it before and how you're going to basically get into the passenger seat of your vehicle and drive it straight into a goddamn tree. Because people who are running to get their business online really quickly in the hope that they're now going to make money and be an online business is frightening. And I'm talking about people who are, I'm seeing comments come up going, hey does anyone know how to start a portal? And I'm like my god, yes that's the bit that's hard. You're asking questions about finding a portal let alone the amount of content, the marketing strategies, the way you need to. People are going to lose so much money and time and if this is the one strategy to fix your business, We've got some big problems. So
1: I feel like you have an opinion on this Oh, I've got an
0: opinion (laughs) all right because I'm scared that people are going to make some silly moves and when they they use their last resources to do something that's got 0% chance of working, I'm just nervous. So I'm not crying guys, I just nearly (laughs) choked on myself. That sounded like I was emotional. I'm not that emotional about being online. But Lana, you obviously know a bit about this. Nigel, you've already built a lot of things like this. I think we need to discuss the... um, the process of leading your company into a completely new medium without having any experience there and think that's the shining light of salvation. So first of all, let's ask ourselves this question. Why would your business need to go online right now?
1: So some businesses out there will be thinking – the only way my business can survive is if I move online.
0: Yeah, which, which could be could be true.
1: Could be true. It could also just be their Hail Mary that hibernation is a smarter decision, but this is the in-between.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what we need to discuss is online is actually a separate business that has its own nuance, its own challenges, its own efforts, and its own type of client because if you're a business that's had clients that you've seen face-to-face or you've never actually had an online offering in any way, why do you feel that the clients that wanted an offline offering are suddenly going to want an online offering? Not at the moment, which with due respect, I realize now they're forced. But that doesn't necessarily mean um, that they want to pay for an online offering or that can equally value your online offering as what you did offline. So we need to talk about the mindset around this a little bit, I think, because there's way too much of it happening and I think there's way too much hope that this will be the, the thing that fixes most businesses that need to actually at this moment conserve and save um, resources. Nigel, you would have seen a bit of it? Uh, yeah, everyone's going online. It's the new thing to do. <laughs> it's the <laughs> new black which a lot Sorry. of people in the 2000s would have done. But yeah, you know, that was, it's just now that people are forced to, like, I could do this. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are doing it, um, what I would consider the smart ways is, is actually just not trying to put all the infrastructure behind, but just trying to, they're not looking at it as a new client generating activity, but a client maintenance activity. So uh, someone like the uh, Pilates instructor or the personal trainer them going online and not spending a bunch of money on high production and those kind of things. We're just doing, hey, we're doing Facebook groups or Zoom groups. Perfect transition to online because it's letting them maintain. I agree and I think that's probably the first thing around the strategy around online. The first thing is I can't see my clients. They physically can't come to my facility if it's the case with Pilates or gyms or whatever it is. How do I basically keep connection which I'm – totally pro which makes a lot of sense. We've been doing a lot ourselves which is how do we make sure we can provide as many connection touch points for clients in our community as we can because we can help them. But it's not something you're going to make money from and we wouldn't be silly enough to think at this stage that we could transition that value add into a commercial product. I don't believe this is the time to try and commercialize it. whereas. I've had a lot of people approaching going, I'll just run an online thing. I go, you realise there's about a million websites opening a day at the moment with everyone trying to go online and you think you're going to charge a premium? No, that is not going to happen for you. (laughs) And we have to be very, very careful of that because, Nigel, I mean, how much production is behind building one of these portals just to, you know, just to do it semi-well? Hundreds of hours of camera and post-edit work. Uh, Then... Almost equally the same on setting up the actual portal and the funnels and then a lot more money in front of that to actually attract people to a simple landing page. Right. So mm-hmm. it's basically starting a new business. Yeah. It is a business in itself. It's just a different distribution model. And by the way, none of us here are anti-innovation. Um, I, I, it's not necessarily wrong not to build that online portal of a thing we're doing. What we are talking about here is the speed in which you think it will be your salvation for the company you currently have and not wasting resources thinking this will be a quicker thing. You know, Lana, you, you're dealing with this all day. So happy to report you had a good couple of weeks really at the agency because a lot of people are now needing to increase their um, marketing budgets, their digital presence obviously because um, it's the only way they're going to get in front of people at the moment. So if you are starting right now, Could you explain to people that you're probably not going to learn Facebook ads and quickly start (laughs) generating leads tomorrow?
1: Um, Oh, look, you can have a crack (laughs) but then you'll be calling my agency in about two weeks wondering what the hell went wrong. Um, Look, it it is an interesting moment and there are people throwing stuff up there and hoping something sticks. And obviously online is a really easy option because it's accessible. But it's not easy because of everything else that goes into it. And the one thing that Nigel kindly left out on his hours of work is the maintenance. So this is amazing. We are in this thing for six months and you develop your new online offering and then it all clears up and the world goes back to what it was. And then the question people seem not to be asking is, if my online presence is maybe cheaper than my offline presence, what do I do? Because I've now got my offline presence that can come back into action. But I've also got my online presence which is a cheaper offering. Am I going to completely pivot into my new business offering? Or am I going to go back to my original business offering? And how am I going to split my resources and my budgets? There's no... um, There doesn't seem to be a lot of thought down the path of what happens once things settle back down.
0: Yeah, and so what I'm taking from that is that you essentially could also... Um, completely um, screw the margins of what you're currently doing by getting your current client base used to paying a lot lower premium. Now playing devil's advocate a little bit, some people might not have a choice so it doesn't matter. Let's deal with, uh, I think this we will call it the current government strategy which is we'll worry about that problem tomorrow. First of all, let's make sure we don't have 50% unemployment then we'll worry about picking up the bill Uh, in the next two generations of people but for those listening up there, it's not around um, what Lana's I I believe alluding to is where does it fit as a strategy rather than I'll just put a video camera and do Facebook Lives and people can pay me for that. It doesn't work like that and it doesn't work that quickly and it's not going to be a way probably to – maintain what you're currently doing but also giving you an opportunity to spend the time you need to to make sure you're planning your business to um, not only survive the next sort of six and twelve months but really grow post that. So this is really around breaking down your entire business, not just going, well, I just have to go online because everyone's stuck at home.
1: And I've just realised that I'm just nodding. No one can see this at all. But yeah. yes, that is exactly <laughs> correct, <laughs> is um br- bring the two ideas together of – this could be a nice option, an opportunity, but how does this fit into the bigger picture? How are we still finding ways to grow, maintain, and build the actual business past this?
0: Mm, so, for those of you who are, are out there and just going, okay, I'm, I'm just, I need to, I need to find someone who can show me how to buy a website. You're not ready for online. And you're not going to probably find a way to quickly monetize that in a way that you need to if this is your saving for the business. If basically your business is in hibernation and you're starting to look into those things, well done. I mean you're you're pushing forward, you're trying to innovate, you're trying to learn a new skill. We're 100% for that. I guess this conversation is more for people who are looking to find a knee-jerk reaction to how you might simply make money quickly by offering something to your current clients... that's basically going to be inferior because you may not have the skill set to do this A, properly but B, whether the clients are really going to utilize it. So I like a lot of these fitness things that are happening but there's I reckon probably saw a 100 yesterday that were launched. I'm seeing all the pseudo celebrity people starting to launch their own ones. So you have this crowded market of not only just fitness professionals doing it now you've got celebrities doing it. It feels like back in the modeling days when supermodels used to be supermodels, not celebrities doing modeling. And you've got that feeling now in a crowded market. And if you're just an SME that's going into this um, from a point of view of I've got my small client base and I've, I've got my, um, my core product, how are you going to compete with celebrities that are actually offering most of this for three months free? And so you've got this really tough market where the barriers of entries have lowered and people are going to spend way too much time, energy and effort to get to a point where they don't even have a product that's probably in the realms of being as competitive of what's now out there. So we don't want to discourage um, innovation. What we need to talk about is where can you find an advantage right now to – A, keep your current clients or try and service them or at least maintain a relationship with them and then when things start to change, where can you start transitioning? That may be an online offering but it's going to be a complete new rebuild of something in your business.
1: A lot of time when people hear innovation, they straight away go to tech. Innovation is not always technology. Innovation can be big, innovation can be small and so it's looking at your company, your people, your client base – And what is it that you can give them in a slightly different format or version that adds so much value to their life? That is innovation.
0: I think you hit it right on the head there, Lana, which is… Tim. …you're welcome. Listen, you're bound to say something very (laughs) insightful every ten or so podcasts. So that's excellent. Thank you. And for all the hate comments that are now going to be under this, um, I'm only joking, she's brilliant. Now, what we need to then think about, Lana, is or as, as owners and leaders of the business is where can I use tech to add a different level of value that our company hasn't been able to provide before and it's not necessarily a direct service that you think, oh, I could sell through this or I could do this. This has got to be around. I mean for us I'll share you some experiences um, that we've had over the last few weeks. It is using technology to curate different groups of people to, to facilitate great conversations. And so far it has cost us, let's put in the hours, the time, the three of us needing to facilitate it, work out the technology. Let's call it 50 hours of work between the three of us just to get up and running, not including the actual thing for current revenues of zero dollars.
1: But Quality. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but it's not about making money from this. And that's the point is how do we add value to a community? How do we help people? How do we get there? Because you know we're planning to be around at the end of this that that's got a that's got a value in itself but we know that now other companies that don't particularly have that outlook on what's this for they're going out and i can just see these websites and these offerings pop out really quickly and they're just i mean they're just amateur hour obviously because people are trying so i don't want to discourage people trying but there's no strategic thinking behind it it's just following everyone else and it's the same you see with everything it's just no strategy do what the next person's doing and then work out in 3 months time i've also got the same problems everyone else is having mm. and wondering why and how did we get into this place why did we spend so time and i've got no traction and so i just i wanted to talk about that a little bit because it is difficult at the moment, but the answer isn't following all the other lemmings over a cliff. Yes, <laughs> do you remember that game, Nigel? Uh, lemmings. Yeah. Is it? Yes, they do. Remember that made that good sound? Wee, <laughs> wee. <Wee-hoo, wee-hoo. laughs> and <it> was like <laughs> that would have to be in the mid '90s or something like that. I'm sure you can get a download somewhere um, online, but <laughs> you can run it off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> can you? God, <laughs> of course you can. Um, but isn't, isn't that the case which is for those not familiar with the lemmings, they were just basically these little lemmings that used to walk off a cliff and unless you put barricades in front of them, they would all just follow themselves off to their great demise and that was basically the how you pass the game. It was stopping the lemmings, follow each other off the cliff. So in this case, the first thing everyone's going out and saying and this is the worst bit is... All the digital agencies needing money are like you should, you should get your clients by getting online straight away and connecting to them and we can set up a portal and you can do this because the digital agency is running out of things to do so they're selling things that basically don't work. If it was that effective, why hasn't the digital agency built one for themselves? <laughs> There's a trick for all you. People ask, it, ask the question, why haven't you used this strategy yet? And for us, just so you know that we're not completely full of it, we have built many portals. We've We've got our own. We've got our (laughs) clients on portals. We've got um, invitation to VIPs that can get onto our portals because it adds value. People don't pay for it.
1: And it's a very interesting point that you talk about adding value because I've seen a few uh, communications firms in the last two weeks have said we're launching our online offering. Now particularly these firms were PR firms. PR is so highly based on relationships with journalists, the ability for the individuals to be able to build those relationships, curate them so that when they send information through, journalists will say yes to it. To move this into an online offering is very interesting. And I'm not saying good or bad, but very interesting, the value that these agencies are basing their relationships on because it's not about media lists. Anyone can get them. It's not about pitching a story. People have got good key messages. Those relationships currently are what get it across the line. And so I'm really interested to watch this to see where is this value of these particular firms going to get this online offering from because it's not about the communication with journalists that they're selling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing that you need to ask yourself which is doing something because you can't think of anything else is not necessarily the answer out. And it's not that you want to sit and overthink things. It's more around understanding the strategy and the outcome you want from it. Not just, oh well I better do something online and then see if we can get people to it. And it's going back to the fundamentals of good business practice. I guess even modern business practice is probably the better way to describe it. Which is you you find a need... And then you sell that need and then have build the product around it to facilitate it. And what you're seeing is a lot of the smaller, less sophisticated businesses and leaders of those businesses are spending a lot of time, energy and resources which are in short supply at the moment to build something before any real need. And you might be someone who doesn't actually need all the bells and whistles. You just need a, some way to facilitate Um, connecting with your clients. Some people will be better off just having regular communications through their e-newsletters or even having an e-newsletter but spending more time being creative where people want to read that e-newsletter instead of having the repurposing of every um, Corona-19 article. And it's, it's little things like that where you can work out, I don't need to find a way to completely rebuild my business in two weeks online I need to find a way to make sure that I can meet the needs more of my current client base and I need to then work out whether that answer leads to based on my resources, time, energy and efforts whether online then ticks the right box as stage one. And I know you were using online as a completely you know, big paintbrush over the whole thing but it might be an element of using tech, might be an element of delivering your product differently.
1: And this is, I guess, where you can have some opportunities. So looking at things like, if we're going to be specific in online, social media. Innovation can be starting a Facebook group with all of your key people together so that they can communicate as one. Again, just this idea that innovation is, as Tim said, giving them what they want in a method, even if they're not used to it, that they will accept.
0: Yeah, so I want to make sure that I don't sound like I'm patronising nor am I um, telling people to do things that we're not telling our clients and the people we look after. I'm making sure a lot of people right now are establishing their communities and starting to get their personal branding working if they're smaller companies because when we start being able to interact differently again and, you know, whatever it looks like in the next few months, at least the community will be captured in a certain point. At the moment, when you ask most business owners or particular SMEs, they go, Well, where are your clients and prospects captured at the moment? And go, Well, oh, they're just everywhere. I know them. That's my list. Go, well, your focus might need now to be to put them all in one place and make that place evaluate on its own. So for those of you who would have seen, we've got um, we launched backable AI at the start of this, backable.ai, if you want to look it up. But it's a place for all our content, our um, our local community content is in business community, not geographical community, but where we can actually add some value and people can start having a touch point outside our core business. So for us not only is it something we want to do as part of the business plan because this was um, pre-COVID-19, we were doing it anyway. It's just now been good timing because it's been up there. But the strategy is around how do we make sure we can get people in a space so we can communicate in a value-added way. Most businesses don't have that mechanism in and they think, for instance, their e newsletters is that or their sale SMS is that. You know what I mean? It's just it's too unsophisticated to be of any real value and that might be where you need to spend your energy before you decide on building platforms, delivering through videos, doing all this. Where can I be adding value in my communication with my client list or prospect list that I haven't done before because that'll be a lot less effort, most likely, than what you are thinking at the moment.
1: And I'll give an example of this. Um, first things first is more is not more. Sending out more e newsletters because you've decided this is your thing, it's not, it's a stop. It's just going to annoy people if you're sending out three emails a week when before you were sending out
0: one a month. Yeah, we're getting a lot from real estate agents right now which we haven't heard <laughs> from. We go, hey, you you might have looked at a house two and a half years ago. I've just wanted to make sure that right now we've got your back. Like I and, couldn't care less. I don't so remember who you are.
1: <laughs> that's the example that I'm going to use oh, because sorry. <laughs> I received a video email, perfect, yep. from a real estate agent, fine. And her opening line was, <laughs> I have met you at an open for inspection, taking you through an apartment. I may not have met you yet because you might have simply inquired online or you I might have sold a home for you.
0: Yeah, so here you are. You're not really <laughs> special to me but I've managed to get you onto this email list. is essentially the diagnostic of that.
1: Pretty much. And now this person I had met because she had taken me through an open for inspection... If I'm going to talk innovation here, segment your database. Yep. Have on your list of email addresses this person I've never met, this person I have met and this person I had a version of a sale with. By simply doing this, you will suddenly have three different audiences to talk to, three potential different messages to send out with them or at the very least when I open up my email, the video that I get is, Hi, I recently took you through and open for inspection
0: yeah it makes all the difference for people their responses to it because we sat here and like we had
1: a good giggle we we,
0: got, we had a good <laughs> giggle but not because i want to make sure that we don't want to discourage people it's, i want to give kudos for doing something rather than nothing but if you're going to if you're going to the effort to do something at least try and make it effective i think a lot of times people go well we just did a new uh, we did an e newsletter and we sent it and i go you're proud of it like, what do you mean? Why would I be proud of it? It's an e-newsletter. I go, because you're spitting in the face of all your clients basically if you're not proud of it. You're not sending something of value. You're not valuing it. Why would you send it to your prospects, your people? And it's more like I think people tick boxes of what they should do as opposed to putting effort in making that effective for their client base or their prospect base. And right now because we're getting flooded, everyone's just going, well, I guess I need to update my website. I'll put a new website up. Well, I guess I better do some videos. But there's no... ...purpose to it and if you don't have purpose to it... ...then you probably shouldn't be doing it anyway... ...because right now you're going to be the person who's spammy.
1: And this is not talking about the aesthetic... ...because we're not no. all designers, we're not all video producers. This is talking about the reason behind doing what you're doing. Now even even as a company, yes our different touch points can physically look better... ...but I can tell you right now the message for each one of those... ...based on the audience they're going out to... ...is bang on.
0: Yeah, and maybe I'll pick up the real estate. Let me give you some free advice which is, as we know, <laughs> al- almost always the most expensive. Here but here's the, here's the thinking behind uh, what Lana's talking about... And, ...and the way that we're receiving it as a prospect and someone looking to buy property. If this person had sent a video saying, hey, we've captured you on our list. I'm sorry, at, at the moment we don't have our database segmented... ...but you'd be one of these type of groups. The reason I wanted to ring, at, uh, wanted to email out and put a video at mass is because during this time, we're going to make sure we keep you updated in just generally what the property market's doing and in the suburbs in which you are looking for in case you'd already purchased or you're an investor or whatever you are. Um, if you need anything, we're here to answer questions. But, um, you know, thank you. Great. Adding value to me. Instead of just to let you know, we're still open and you can still do inspections one-on-one, which is all about them. And it's about making sure that your message is around how can I help you and how can I give you more value as opposed to what I want. And then working out how technology can best suit your message to add value with the least amount of work and most amount of impact. I just think at the moment people are missing that and people are getting the communications very, very wrong. Because you can see they're all panicking. So I want to make sure that everyone knows that we're not trying to abuse people that are trying their best. But this is why most SMEs struggle with client um, acquisition is because they always start with what do I need and then work out how they could trick the prospect into getting them what they want. Start with how can I add the most value and then work back around how that will lead to what you want because at the moment it's just been a flood of people poor communication coming through to our emails. It's it's remarkable. So if you're a little confused around what others are doing or you're watching your competitors doing things or you're feeling like just be careful not to get stuck in the keeping up with the Joneses type mentality because a lot of people are heading in a direction that's going to cost a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money and not give a great return. and. People are going to feel busy because they're doing something new and they're learning something new and they feel like they're progressing. But when you actually look at the impact versus what all that effort is, you might find that you're better off just finding one or two things that you can optimize in your communication with your business. And instead of investing in things that are not particularly effective, you can invest in things that are – that make you stand out with your client base. And when you stand out, you'll be able to have better communications and that will most likely lead to better opportunities that you'll find that everyone else who's heading down the same type of line are just going to struggle to have any sort of breakthrough. So, Lana and Nigel, thanks for this conversation. I know you both got a lot, um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of insight into what works and what doesn't work in this place. And I know you're particularly sensitive to people that are coming and asking you for advice and deep down knowing this is not where you should be spending your energy right now because this is not a game you can win. So reach out to those guys if you need to. I'm sure they've got some stuff on the platforms. But again, thank you, Nigel, Lana. We'll um, see you again next week.
1: See ya.